Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Carlos, CEO of GA Air Capital. Welcome to the official GA Air Capital podcast. Thank you so much again for supporting us. Appreciate everybody. I know it is a Saturday evening. We usually do it on Fridays. But hey, here we are, ready to rock. Uh, I've got your questions in. I did not start it yesterday because I think I sent out the Instagram asking you guys for questions a little too late. We only had three questions. So I really want everyone to get in the spirit to say, to ask questions because, you know, again, this show is for you guys. This podcast is to answer your questions and to help you guys out. And uh, as you know, we post charts on Instagram. We post a lot of news on Twitter. We want to make sure that you guys have the knowledge to profit in the markets so you guys are not just walking around aimlessly, not knowing what's, what's going on. So with that being said, let's go ahead and talk about markets, right? So new all-time highs across the board. Um, the Dow is now at 27,681. Looks like 28,000 is within range. Uh, S&P 500, 3093, the closing. Uh, NASDAQ composite at 84.75. The VIX, volatility index, the fear gauge, if you want to say, is at 12. Very, very low right now. Um, if you guys wanted to hedge, that's a good way to see where you guys are at. Uh, Bitcoin futures, 88.85. And uh, looking at us, crude, 57.44. Uh, that's where we ended up. Uh, dollar yen, 109.29, which is a good gauge. Of the market again dollar dollar goes up the yen goes down that's pretty uh a good way to see where the market is in sense of sentiment uh a lot more risk off uh is a uh, risk on excuse me is dollar going up against the yen so dollar yen kind of tells me where the market's going to uh so that's 109.29 right now gold futures at 1459 uh again lower by another 0.45 percent and silver at 7 1676 uh, obviously when the markets go up commodities like like these go down. Uh, again, these are just hedges. So again, people are not going to get back into those into those uh, commodities. So with that being said, let's talk about how why are we here? What's going on? What what is happening? Why are we hitting all time highs? Um, I have to say this is probably the most hated bull rally in the history of bull rallies. Um, I've never seen so much negativity and people ex expecting the worst in the world than now. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm going to just say now uh, I am a liberal personally. Carlos is a liberal. I am a Democrat. I am. I vote blue. I vote Democrat. I get that question all the time. Yes, I personally am a Democrat and I vote blue. Um, but again, I'm not blind. I see how things work. Again, the presidency and Congress, that doesn't affect me every day. Politics is very local, guys. Again, things that affect you is your councilman, your mayor of your city. That affects your property tax, your schools, your roads. That's more important than who's in the White House. Sure, taxes are important, of course, you know, policy, that sort of thing. But for the most part, really, politics is all local. So, I mean, I have to be – I'm going to say this. I think this is the most hated bull rally because Donald Trump is president. That's basically what it is. We, I think the consensus in the media and people who don't like the man personally, which is – again, everyone's entitled to their opinion – is just the fact that they want him to fail. And you could say the same thing with Obama. A lot of Republicans wanted him to fail. You know, Rush Limbaugh, who's a conservative talk radio guy, even said, I want him to fail. And that's where we are in this country. We are definitely red versus blue. We are you know, left versus right. It's very, very binary. You know, One versus zero. Um, are you on this side? Are you with us? Are you against us? It's, it's very, very ugly that politics is that way. But it's just the fact. Politics is power. That's just basically what it is. Um, but again, uh, looking at that, I, I think that's why we're seeing so much negativity. 
is because this man is in power. And that's the only reason. If it was if it was a Democrat, maybe we'd be in the same boat. But I mean, I don't remember this vitriol, this hatred with George Bush being in power, Bill Clinton being in power, Ronald Reagan being in power, Barack Obama. Uh, I don't remember this much hatred to somebody. Um, Obama got a lot of hatred too, but a lot of people kind of embraced him. Um, but again, Donald Trump is either you love the guy, you hate the guy. And that's and I don't hate the man at all. I, personally, I just don't I, I don't agree with his policies as a voter. But again, I'm not blind either, man. I mean, markets are going up. I'm happy about that. I'm not happy that he's in power because I voted for um, uh, who who uh, voted for Hillary personally. I'm like who who was against him in 2016, and I will plan to vote blue again. I am the type where I vote blue no matter who. Again, that just aligns with my values. But again, if Trump wins again. I'll accept it, of course, and just still trade with it. I mean, we've always had that saying in politics, always like, oh, if this person gets elected, the stock market's going to go down. And if this person gets this, it's never that way, guys. The, yeah, when Trump got one, the markets fell very fast. Smart people like Carl Icahn went to go buy stocks. You know, these guys thinking ahead, they know what's, what's going to happen in a sense. It's a resiliency of the American economy. No matter who's in power, the markets will always go up in a sense long term. I mean, the growth of the U.S. economy will always be there. Yes, we'll have some hiccups. We'll have some recessions. Um, I talked about that in the last podcast regarding recessions, that how they have average about every once every 10 years. But we always make that up and go up more. New all-time highs again, guys. S&P is near 3,100. That's absolutely insane. The S&P during 2007, when it was at this lowest point, was around 700. I mean, that's insane. That was in 2008. So again, if you're betting on the market, if you're betting on the growth of the U.S. economy, you stay with stocks long term and you're, you're sticking with it. So again, uh, everyone can hate what they have. Again, name, name your excuse why you'd be bearish. Uh, manufacturing PMIs, which is the Purchasing Manager Index, uh, the surveys, consumer credit, um, all that. Uh, declining earnings, even though they're beating estimates, but there are very low expectations, the trade war. Uh, every, you can make every excuse in the book, you know, semiconductors going down, the trade war, whatever. Markets are still going up. So if you're short this market, you're getting crushed. If you're one of those guys who are expecting a 2008 crash tomorrow, it's not going to happen tomorrow. And the main reason why is the Fed. The Federal Reserve has the back of the economy. They're going to keep pumping money until the cows come home, in a sense, to borrow a phrase. Uh, the Fed just has their back. They're just going to keep printing money until otherwise. I mean... And I, this kind of reminds me of 2017 after Trump got elected where it was almost buy every dip. It was like free money. It, it literally was every dip was get bought. I mean, we get headlines on the SPY with Trump saying, I didn't agree to removing tariffs. We don't know if we're going to sign the deal December 15th. It falls and we bounce back. I mean, look at a spy chart for the, from the hourly chart. In 20 days, we went from 20, 295 to 309. That's big. That's a 5% move in 20 days. That's pretty unprecedented. That's not, that, that's, that's like, wow. Now there's some names that are taking hits, like a Boeing, you know, obviously with headline risk. There's different names that are taking like hits, like Macy's, a Nordstrom, you know, those kind of names. Um, obviously Beyond Meat, IPO, an Uber, we know, but look at Apple. Apple's very high beta, moves with the market, a new all-time highs. Microsoft, uh, Microsoft and Apple are the two largest companies by market cap in the United States. And where are they at? New all-time highs. You know, names like Roku or momentum, momentum names bouncing back off the lows. Look at Qualcomm. Qualcomm, new day, new yearly highs. Alibaba, almost hitting new all-time highs. You're starting to see 
the optimism come around. Um, if we get a China trade war, uh, trade war agreement, and we get a ceasefire or whatever, I, I think um, if you're the White House, you're not in a rush to make a deal because the stock market is telling you they still believe something's going to, even if you break it up into phases, it's actually pretty smart. Because if you create this trade war and you fix it yourself, something that you're already damaged, you created the, the problem, you're a hero. And it says people are very results-based. So again, if you can elongate that and stretch it out into three phases, you can stretch out the market gains 3x because you'd be like, oh, phase one is done, but we don't know about phase two. So it gives the, gives the market kind of a sense of optimism to elongate. This is, Trump is playing a long game. He wants to get reelected. Phase one will get signed, and then it's going to be, we'll see if phase two, and then if he slips in the polls, hey, we're going to sign phase two right now. Like It's all played on the market because the, the stock market is really the scoreboard of companies, scoreboard of wealth. If it's up no all-time highs, people feel good. They're going to want to keep spending and keep investing. You know, that's just how it is. Is it going to end? Sure. It's going to end one day. So that's where we are. Um, yeah. Again, the Fed backs us up. You just have to roll with it. I wouldn't get contrarian here. I'd still buy stocks. I would still buy stocks. And that's that's my contention here. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, answer some questions. Uh, your questions on Instagram. I had a couple here. Uh, let's see if I can bring it up. Okay. Uh, oh, let me see. Oh, all right. So a couple of, a couple of questions here. Uh, oh, cheesy on Instagram asks, would you recommend quitting your job and only trading? Yeah. Yeah. I used to work a day job in sales and I quit my job and traded full time, obviously teaching and helping others. And I have multiple businesses that I do. I have an Amazon store. I own investments, all that stuff. So, uh, you know, so I have my dividend stocks. So I have other multiple flows of income. The key is you can, if you want, just make sure your lifestyle is very, you know, it's, it's lowered. Um, again, I would save your money, get out of debt, and you can do that. Uh, 710, Tic Tac Crew has two questions. Will Tuesday be a big day for Disney stock with Disney Plus starting? Yeah, Disney had a really great quarter, and they were up, and I think we're going to get a little more. Um, if I bring up their chart here, let me see, DIS. And again, I'm a shareholder of Disney and someone who goes to Disney on a regular basis. I think that we can definitely tap 141 again. Uh, we'll close at 137.89 right off the highs at the open. So I think that we still get a continuation to the upside. Uh, on a daily chart, the high is 147.15. Uh, the price action is very nice, but I would still want to see a break of the high on the daily of 140.61. So I would go ahead and put that alert there. You can see it is an ascending triangle on the daily. We're above the 100-day moving average. And the 200-day moving average would be your support level. So uh, you could break 140.61 that day, and then you could target 147 for about a $6 move to the upside and get some calls in. Uh, next, do you think gold will continue to go down if markets keep going up? Um, let's see. Give me a second here. Do you think gold will continue to go down if markets keep going up? Yes, gold will continue to go down as long as the dollar keeps going up, which it has. And uh, market sentiment keeps going up. Gold is a risk-off commodity, mean, meaning that gold spikes up as long as the markets go down. So again, it's inverse. If you want to play the markets going down, then gold is the way to go. But again, I own gold in my safe, and it's a good hedge. Uh, Sal Salvi91 asks, I have 10K to invest. Better to invest in SPY, specific stocks, or a combination of both? I would say invest in SPY until you get 25K in your account, or 20K, because... Buying 10 stocks of 1,000, I, I wouldn't recommend that. I'd rather just get the S&P 500, like SPY or SPY-G, like I've said, 
and you have the diversification and uh, the, uh, the dividend. Again, I don't want to own specific stocks and they get wiped out or you know, they have a big drawdown of 30, 10%. You know, I don't want that. I'd rather own just one S&P mutual fund or ETF uh, for about 10K and just roll with that. That's probably, that's my advice on that. Um, so I'll ask the same question. If I have 10K to invest, would you invest in SPY now, all-time highs or wait for retracement? If you're a long-term investor, the best time to buy is yesterday. The second time to buy is today. So yes, you need to get in. Again, if you're a long-term investor, the way I do it is that I invest into S&P and then I have auto pay. Every week I deposit or I'll put in X amount, 50, 100 bucks, 200 bucks every month, every two weeks when you get paid or every week and just let that ride, let it go. I do that with Bitcoin. Every week, I know it's small. I put 25 bucks a week. That's $100 a month in Bitcoin. It's, I treat it like it's a, it's a bill. I just put it in there. I just keep throwing it in there and I never check my balance. I don't care. Just leave it there. $25 you spend a week on what? What food, uh, going out for drinks, pay yourself first, man. Invest in yourself first. Uh, Pietros, uh, Pietros 16 asks, if I'm profitable on Thinkorswim demo, could I be profitable in TOS real money? Talking about options. Yeah, you can be. Absolutely. The only thing is that demo and, and real money is different. In demo, you're delayed data, number one. And number two, you're not dealing with emotions of losing money when you're, when you're in demo. If you mess up, you just mess up, move on. But when you're playing for real money and you're trading for real money, Emotions get in the way. So keep that in mind. If you have a trading system that you've been doing on demo, sure. Do it on real real money. Go with a light risk and see what you go from there. Again, that's the only thing I can recommend on that, but it's not the same, no. Next question. Uh, Debo Breed asks, can you do a short segment on personal taxes and how trading stocks affects them? I am not a tax professional, but the one person I do recommend in taxes is my buddy Fabian in California. He does FS tax services. I'd be using him, but I already have a CPA who's our CFO and he's uh, my best friend since high school. He does taxes and everything. He does my taxes and he does the company's taxes and he's specialized in Florida. Doesn't mean Fabian's not great, but again, he's a CPA in California and he has plenty of clients. If there's anyone I recommend when it comes to doing taxes and tax questions is my man Fabian. That's FS tax service. Hit him up. Um, I'm going to ask him and see if we can do an interview together. Uh, I'm pretty sure he'd love that. And I'm going to go ahead and hit him up. So good, good stuff. Uh, next question. Nate Mild asks, is it a good time to get into long-term investments or better to stack cash, wait for a pullback? Um, I would say get into long-term investments, but again, always have some cash on hand. Depending on your age, maybe hold, um, obviously the thing I always said, it's six to 12 months of expenses paid. That's your savings account. That should be your savings account before you invest a dollar. Before anything, you want to have six to 12 months of expenses saved and you want to have uh, your, um, your, uh, your, you're out of debt, be out of debt because that's the fastest return. If you have a credit card that has $5,000 balance paying 25, 20% interest and you pay that off, you just made back 20%. So that's your best bet. Uh, pay off credit cards first, have a savings account before you do any investment. And then once you invest, you already have your cash savings. That's the way to go. Uh, Matthew Gino says, how to deal with missed gains psychologically? Miss gains, man, just like anything else, there's always that, oh, I missed out, I missed out, the fear of missing out. Man, options, honestly, and I'm going to sound a little crude here, and I've said this before, treat options like one-night stands, like Tinder dates. I never want to see you again. I got what I want, and I move on. I don't want to marry my options. I'll marry my investments. I always say this. I, date your investments, marry your business, one-night stand your options. If you have a business, you need to be married to your business. She gets very jealous. She wants to spend time with you. Your investments, date them. Date them. Don't get so married to a bad stock 
that you can't leave it. That's why I say date your investments. Because again, there's sometimes you need to get out of a bad investment. It happens. Don't double down or triple down on an investment. Stick to what you got, but again, within reason. And then one night stand your, your options because those are day trades or weekly trades. Get rid of them. If it's a loser, it's a loser. Just get out of it. Move on. Don't call me. I call you. If you win money and you make money, same thing. I mean, I don't care what it does. I'm, I'm over it. I already made my money. I'm happy. Move on. That's it. Um, that, you should just have that in the back of your head. Like, hey, I got what I wanted. I'm out of here. Don't call me because I'm not trying to marry you or date you. So keep that in mind. Uh, Andres asked, do you think Netflix, um, ne do you think Netflix through 295, nice chart on the daily? Let's see Netflix here. Uh, Netflix does look like it's right for a retracement. I see it here. Um, looks like we are getting into a, an ascending triangle, uh, right to 300 on the daily. It is very nice, but it's still range bound on the one hour, but it is getting there. You'd have to wait a little more. I would say a nice break of 295.84 on Netflix could be a play. We did go long Netflix last week and we lost in that trade. So it looks like it needs a little more time. 295.85 is an alert on Netflix for me. JJ Hernandez, what are your daily routines? How does it help with your trading performance? Um, your best bet, honestly, is to have a daily routine by you know reading, reading the news, uh, reading the Twitter on news as well, um, kind of taking a look at every stock, having a watch list set up, um, eating a good breakfast in the morning. I just have coffee in the morning. I tend to fast in the morning personally. Um, it gives me a little more focus. I don't get as lethargic if I eat pancakes and, and French toast, right? So again, I just drink black coffee in the morning, a couple of coffees, and I'm watching the markets and then I'll eat lunch around one. Uh, but yeah, that's what we do. So that's kind of our best bet with that. Morning routine is to be something that you can stick to. Don't worry about others' routines. Like when people say, oh, billionaires wake up at five in the morning, do something that you can stick to. Don't do something that you know for a fact that you can't do because of your lifestyle. Stick to something, a routine that you can do consistently. I'd rather have consistency than something that's a legendary, you know, like, oh, I run five miles a day. If you do, great. I know I can't do that. I'm not doing five miles a day. Stick to something small, like, hey, I'm waking up at seven in the morning and I'll do 10 push-ups and I have my black coffee and I'll read the Wall Street Journal. That seems pretty feasible. And then you work your way up. Again, it's a, it's a compound effect. It's a great book. Read that too by uh, Darren Hardy, The Compound Effect. Great book. I highly recommend it. It's a good way to get your habits going. Great book too, The Power of Habit. I highly recommend that book as well. Uh, but again, performance, when it comes to markets, it's really based on routine and ground. You need to be grounded. You need to be consistently in tune, not be distracted. So what I do, another thing too, is that I'll play music in the background. Uh, there's this, it's pretty funny, on YouTube, there was this video game called Shadows of the Empire on N64. I don't know if you guys played it. And the music from that game kind of kind of pumped me up. So there's this game, there's a level called Ord Mantel where the guy is on the train and you hear that music. It's like very inspiring, very classical, you know, John Williams piano. And you hear the, the trumpets going, uh, London Symphony Orchestra. That gets me there. Sometimes I'll play some Undisputed, which is sports, uh, Skip and Shannon. I'll listen to them in the background or The Herd with Colin Cowherd. It, everyone has something different. Classical music. Maybe you want to bump some Wu-Tang while you're trading in the morning. That's fine too. Everyone's different. And again, the, the key is to find your niche and sticking to it. My routine will not be the same as yours. I do have a video based on morning routine on our YouTube channel. Check it out. And also routine on the uh, classes. So take a look at that. Uh, next question. Last couple of questions. Will this crash be worse than the 2008 meltdown? 
I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have that crystal ball. Uh, is it ugly? Sure. It could be. I mean, again, we talked about this in the last podcast. Recession, recession, recession. I don't know, but we need to pay the rent today. I know the world's going to end tomorrow, but what are we going to do today? I don't want to hear every day the world's going to end. I need to pay the rent. I need to eat. I need to, you know, provide for my family. Thinking the world's going to end is not going to get me there. Just ride the wave up. Why are you worried about a meltdown? We're at new all-time highs. Just ride the wave. And when things fall, then you'll profit from that too. Just trade what you see, not what you think. That's the key. And Black Lobo asked to, to finish up, do you own any REITs? Why or why not? I do own REITs. I own something called Fundrise, which is a real estate investment trust. I also want to get into Cardone Capital with Grant Cardone. I have not gotten into yet, and I will soon. I'll let my investment club know when I get into uh, uh, Grant Cardone's uh, Cardone Capital. But uh, yeah, I don't mind REITs. I don't say no to that. They give good dividends. I mean, anything dividend-wise, I'm happy. So again, I have nothing against REITs. I think they're a great slice of any portfolio, and I highly recommend Fundrise because that's what I use personally. So those are your questions, guys. I really appreciate you guys taking the time. You know, this is um, your podcast, asking your questions. So uh, we'll leave it at that, guys. Have a great rest of your weekend. If you have any questions, feel free to hit us up on Instagram or on email, gaircapital at gmail.com. Always accepting new clients, new students. We're ready to help you every day. I'm glad you guys like the charts. I've got a lot of DMs saying thank you. Uh, it's a team effort, and I'm proud of uh, our team working hard to get you uh, where you guys need to be. And uh, again, just a lot of gratitude to you guys for making our page and our company where it is, which is great. Have a great rest of your weekend, and go Dallas Cowboys on Sunday.